Ad amen. Holy Lent is winding down, and the journey is, is close to an end at this point. We started the journey talking about the eye. You know, the light of the, the, light of the body is the eye, and if, if your eye is pure, your body is full of light, and if it's not, then you're full of darkness. And we're winding down, also talking about sight and eyes. Um, and it's a really nice occasion today that it's also we're remembering the apparition of St. Mary in Zaytun. And as Abuna said, People saw the apparition with their own eyes, yet many still remain blind to the faith. In today's Gospel, from uh, the Gospel of uh, St. John, chapter 9, we really see two kinds of blindness. There's two kinds of blindness in there. One kind knows that it is blind. The other does not. One kind is for the glory of God, that the works of God may be revealed. The other is not. There's a really popular question, uh, or a common question in, in, in interviews. Um, a lot of times the interviewer will ask, where do you see yourself in five years? Or where do you see yourself in ten years? And sometimes we really don't know. Sometimes it's hard to even see ourselves in the next five months, let alone years, or next five weeks. If there are major decisions that are coming up that we really don't know about, we're almost blind to the future. We don't see the future. We don't know what the next five years will look like. We can hope, we can have a vision, we can have goals, but when it comes, sorry, um, when it comes to seeing, a lot of times we don't see. And that's okay, because this kind of blindness can be for the glory of God. There's a story I heard actually from Danny, so credit where credit is due, in one of his fellowship lessons, um, where he talked about John Kavanaugh. John Kavanaugh was a, was a famous ethicist. He like, studies and wrote about ethics and morality and moral theology. Um, and he hit a point of his life where he didn't know where to go. He didn't really know what to do. Things were just changing and he didn't know which direction to go. And he took a three-month hiatus uh, and went actually to Calcutta and started serving with Mother Teresa there in the house of the dying. And when he saw Mother Teresa, he, he asked her to pray for him. And so she asked him, okay, what should I pray for? And he said, clarity. Pray that I have clarity in my life. And she says, no, I'm not going to pray for that. And he was stunned. He's like, wait, why, why not? And she says, you don't need clarity. That's the last thing you need. That's the one thing you're holding on to and attaching to. What you need to do is let go. He was surprised. He's like, but you seem like you have clarity all the time. Like, you know what you're doing. You know where you're going. And so she laughs and says, I don't have clarity. I've never had clarity. What I do have is trust. She told him, I will pray that you trust God. Sometimes, sometimes, in our blindness toward the future. Sometimes we don't see the whole picture, but we're asked to trust. In the epistle of Hebrews chapter 11, when he talks about faith, um, now faith and trust are actually really, they're kind of the same word in Greek. I remember uh, when we went to Mount Athos, it was me and my dad, and uh, you, you, take, you take a bus from Thessaloniki to Ornopolis and then take a ferry. 
And in the bus, or in the bus station, we saw this monk who was going back to Mount Athos. He, he was in the city for some medical treatment. Um, and of course, me being me, I like greeted him and then kind of sat on the corner and probably read a book or something. But my dad being my dad, he went and sat next to him and started a conversation with him. Now, my dad doesn't know any Greek. And that monk knew very little English. But somehow, the two like became best friends and were like speaking. But... But anyway, but I remember talking to this monk and he kept telling me like about trust. He's like, yeah, to do this you need trust, you need trust, you need trust. And eventually I figured out what he was saying is faith. What we would call in English faith, but because his English, like in his mind, it's trust. Trust and faith really go together. Uh, in Greek it's just pistis. Pistis, faithfulness, trust, believing. Um, so in the epistle of Hebrews it says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. A good way to rephrase that is saying, faith is seeing the light with your heart when all your eyes see is darkness. Faith is seeing the light in your heart when all your eyes see is darkness. Even if we don't see, but we can have faith. It can be for the glory of God. We see actually this in the story today, the man born blind. The man born blind had immense trust in Christ. Uh, keep in mind, after the interaction with Christ, the man was still blind. I mean, all Christ did was take some mud and put it on his eyes. And he just tells him, go wash. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. The man is still blind. Christ didn't give him any promises. He didn't tell him, go wash in the pool of Siloam and X, Y, and Z will happen. No. He just says, go wash in the pool of Siloam. That's it. And the man does it. He walks to Siloam. I don't know, there were some people that went to Jerusalem this year. Hopefully we went to the pool of Siloam. There's not too much going on there, but it's a bit of a walk. Uh, it's a bit of a walk from the temple. There's the steppe road. Um, and it's a bit of a walk from pretty much all the doors to Jerusalem. And this man is just walking there, blind, simply because Christ told him. He doesn't see where he's going. He doesn't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's not even about seeing yourself in five years. He doesn't even see himself in five minutes. He has no idea, what, okay, if I wash in the pool, what's going to happen? But he does it. And his eyes are opened. That's the blindness that's for the glory of God. The blindness that gives, uh, that gives rise to trust. In the epistle of Second Corinthians 5-7, it tells us, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Even if I don't know where I'm going, even if I don't see, even if I'm a little blind to the future, even if I don't see the whole picture, we walk by faith. I don't have to see to walk, as long as I trust in Christ. And there's something too that we probably should point out. It's not our fault that sometimes we don't see the future. It's not our parents' fault either. It's not our family or our circumstances. Sometimes it's no one's fault. Things are just not clear. It's just for the glory of God. The disciples didn't understand this at first. They saw this man born blind and asked, okay, well, you know, whose fault is it? And Christ is like, it's no one's fault. This is so the work of God can be shown in him. Sometimes it's just not the right time to see. Sometimes it's just not the right time. A lot of times if we see the pains in the future, we might give up on the reward that comes after it. If we see the cross that's coming immediately and the humiliation of the cross we might give up on the resurrection that's immediately after. And God knows this. God knows this. 
And so sometimes he doesn't ask us to see. He just asks us to, str- to trust, to walk, to go, to wash, to repent. Even if we don't know the whole picture. Sometimes we don't even see God himself in our life. And yet we're still asked to trust him. Because the reward is great. In First Peter, he tell, uh, the Bible says, Though now we do not see him, talking about God or Christ, uh, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, faith, the trust, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. In his commentary on the Beatitudes, and especially uh, the part about blessed are the poor in spirit, no, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. St. Gregory of Nyssa has this beautiful, beautiful commentary. And one section of it, he says this, The Lord is saying, although you do not have the strength to withstand direct sight of great and inaccessible light of God. So he's saying, even if you can't see God. If you look within yourself, once you have returned to the grace of the image that was placed in you from the beginning, you will find in yourself what you seek. You will find in yourself what you seek. Christ, when he was talking, actually, in the... the, Raising of Lazarus in John 11, which we will read, I guess, pretty soon here, less than a week. Um, when he was talking to the sisters, he just wanted them to believe. At some point, he looks at Martha and tells him, Did I not say to you, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Here the sequence is clear. Just believe first, and then you will see. You don't have to see to believe. Sometimes it's the opposite. Just believe, just trust me, and you will see the glory of God. This is the blindness that's for the glory of God. The blindness where trust and faithfulness is key. There's another blindness, however, that we see here that is not for the glory of God. There's a blindness that they don't even know they're blind. And of course, these are the leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees. The crazy part is... Um, Of course Christ himself calls them blind He calls them blind in the gospel today And he calls them blind in in other passages For example in Matthew he says Let them alone They are blind leaders of the blind And if the blind leads the blind Both will fall into a ditch He calls them blind The problem is they didn't know they were blind They thought they could see They thought they had things figured out They knew exactly who was righteous Who was sinner They can see the future They had the whole picture And of course they didn't. The crazy part is in the story of Adam and Eve and the fall. It says after they sinned, after they disobeyed the commandment, after they ate from the tree, their eyes were opened. Genesis 3-7. The crazy part is their eyes were opened, but they were actually more blind now. On the surface it looks like they see. They know. They know right from wrong and they see and their eyes are opened. But the truth is... They were more blind than ever. They couldn't see God like they did before. They couldn't see each other like they did before. They couldn't even see themselves like they did before. Sometimes we rely on our own sight or vision and forget the trust in God. And forget that there are some things that we don't know and sometimes we're not even meant to know. Some people will rely on their own vision so much that Christ and like God in general doesn't even become a part of their life. They push him completely out. In the second, in the epi- second epistle to Corinthians, St. Paul says this actually. He talks about this. 
It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose mind the God of this age has blinded. Of course, the God of this age is like the prince of this world. It's not talking about God. It's talking about like evil powers. And whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves are your bond servants for Jesus, for Christ's sake. For he is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The God who actually gives sight, they reject him. They're like, no, 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 we see, we're good, we don't need you. A lot of times, our vision, and of course it's good to have a vision and a, and a clear goal and a clear idea of what the future looks like. Uh, the problem is when we take out the trust of God completely from our lives. That's the problem. When we rely on our own understanding, our own wisdom, we trust in ourselves, not in God. That's blindness. In Proverbs it tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make straight your path. Today we see two kinds of blindness. One that is for the glory of God. One that doesn't really, that knows we don't see everything. We don't have the whole picture. And the other doesn't even know it's blind. Let us not be like the second kind. Even if we can't see the full picture, even if we don't know what the future holds. Let us put our trust in the one who holds the future. Let us continue in his commandments. We're not asked to know everything or see everything. We are only asked to believe, to trust, to continue in his commandments. We walk by faith, not by sight. We just have to be the faithful, believing kind of blind, if that makes any sense. And in due time, Christ himself will open our eyes. Showing us beauty and glory in our lives that is beyond understanding. To Him be the glory forever and ever. Amen.